0: you're listening to two chunks in a hunk a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps
1: Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your... What? A hunk? Whoa. I'm Doge and... I'm sorry, Professor. I must not tell chunks. And I'm Carter. And you may not like him, Minister, but you can deny Dumbledore's got chunk. (laughs) And that... He does, <laughs> uh, doesn't he? though?
0: Jordan? I noticed that you said you were the hunk. Why is that? Yeah, well,
1: nothing too crazy. I just figured it was a safe bet since we're recording this on October the tenth, way early, January third, two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, but sometime between now and when this comes out on the 29th, I assume I'll do something pretty cool. So yeah, it'd probably happen to you before us. Yeah, that I mean, seems likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it so, just so seems very felt like likely. a safe bet for me.
0: Well, cool, cool. So tweet at our Twitter when you do something cool, and that way we can hold you accountable. And if you haven't done something cool, uh, me and all the listeners are going to go over to our own podcast, Dang. One Chunk and One Hunk. And me and Carter will talk about movies. And this is, I mean, this is your shot. This is make yeah, or break. 19
1: days, dude. And I realized that I did just say October the 29th when this episode, in fact, comes out on October the 30th, the day before Halloween, Ooh. which makes me feel very comfortable talking about how... Sp- bookie yeah. the studio it is my right my goodness
0: now. gracious so we're recording way early if you listen last week you know that Carter is in India Illinois Indiana where Italy <laughs> got
1: it carter's a in a 10 day trip to indiana
0: <laughs> you got to see the sun
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carter is abroad. Actually, and, I'm back. I got back two days ago. Okay, technically, Carter is back in this country. But since it's not that time right now, we're recording very late at night in Wax Space in a giant warehouse alone. Yeah, early shout out to Wax Space. Thanks for help, helping us out and letting but us use Casa so de scary? Chunk. <laughs> you scary at the nighttime. So we have we have locked the door to our workspace.
0: Uh, the outside door, and also the door to the studio within the workspace, and we're talking deadbolt and doorknob lock, so because we are, are spooked. Fortified. We are completely fortified, and uh, if you're listening to this when it releases, consider this part of your early Halloween celebration. Spook. Let the spook start today. To carry you through tomorrow. before
1: we started recording, a man walked by the gate of the uh, workspace that we are in, yeah. and I jumped, and he had no head. <gasps> oh, it's the ghost of the the headless guy who owned wax face. <laughs> what if that's you,
0: Jordan? What if that's you? What if the cool thing that you do is die and become a ghost, and you're trying to come back and warn yourself?
1: Whoa. Uh-oh. You can do that in this world. Since it's so close to Halloween and so spooky, the only movie that I want to talk about on this blustery October Eve is Harry Potter and and the the Order Order of of the the Phoenix, Phoenix, or the the Order order of of the the Philosopher philosopher for our friends friends across the pond. pond. And, of course, this movie is part of our ongoing series known only as (gasps) Do You Believe in Magic? Wow, can you guys believe
0: we sing that the exact same every time? We do
1: it so good, and it's definitely different. It is. Which Mm -hmm. is great. Now... Do you guys think that the Philosopher's order would be uh, like Nacho's Bel Grande in a Crunch Wrap Supreme? Or like what's the situation? I mean,
0: there? you know that's this boy's order. I'm actually hoping to run by the bell after we finish up this session. I'd kill for So some here's bell. the
1: thing. I'm not supposed to eat past eight PM because I'm doing this like intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. But you best believe I'm thinking about that Nashville hot fried chicken on the way home. Mm. Oh. Might have man. to get myself a couple of slices. Mm. That sounds so. like a real dangerous downstairs situation. Oh, it is. It, it might is be, for sure. It might be spooky. Talk about Order of the Phoenix, stinky. right? Oh, yeah. Sure. The sure. There's a rebirth. Phoenix. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and speaking of Order of the Phoenix, it's got a lot of trivia going on. Ooh, tell us things. We're talking I am doo-doo trivia. All right. It's 3 2 I'm up one, right? Yep, yep. you are. This okay. is the part of our show, of course, where I read two pieces of trivia. One is taken from the dregs of IMDb trivia, and the other is completely fabricated. It is up to my co-hosts to decide which is the made-up trivia. I will read them as trivia 1 and trivia 2. Trivia 1. This is the fifth of 8 movies based on the Harry Potter book <laughs> series by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Damn, Trivia 2 The phoenix that this movie is named after may be Dumbledore's pet phoenix named Fox Uh, It may be Wait, say number 2 again The phoenix that this movie is named after may be Dumbledore's pet phoenix named Fox (laughs) Uh, We're guessing
0: which one is real You're
1: guessing which one is fake Which one is fake Are you ready to lock in your votes? Yeah I will say 3, 2, 1, go And then you will go Yeah Three, two, one, go. One. Could tie it up right here. I don't know. Or I could get further behind. (laughs) The made up trivia is trivia number
0: two. So, a real piece of trivia that a real human
1: being. This is the fifth of eight movies. Based on the Harry Potter book series by J.K. Rowling.
0: Listen, I think we all need to start being a little more responsible with IMDb. You only get the ten fingers for your whole life. Those are the only fingers you have. If you use them to type out something as dumb as that trivia... Yeah, you should live in a dumpster. You don't need those fingers. That's
1: trivia. Apparently. It certainly seems trivial. It is. I am not going to be good at this game.
0: This, this is, is crazy. If that's what's in the crazy.
1: pool of what we can choose, yeah, it's pretty I'm wild. Out. It's pretty wild. Oh my gosh. But uh, clearly, the only thing that could inspire such garbage trivia is a wonderful movie. And Doge, nothing would please me more than if right now you would deliver unto me and our listeners to the ears where we listen a synopsis of this movie with which our eyes have watched. Can you make it spooky?
0: can you guys make ghost noises far away from your mic so we can mute it if it doesn't (laughs) sound good. Ah,
1: ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. I this studio (laughs) You guys
0: be the you guys be the Halloween Foley and I'll give a summary of this movie The ghost of
1: an Italian plumber named Mario.
0: Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Tells the story of Harry Potter's fifth year at Hogwarts. Voldemort has returned to the land of the living and will terrorize your neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Harry has returned to Hogwarts Witches. after fending off a Dementor attack in Little Winsing. Harry is put on trial where he meets his future defense against the Dark Arts teacher, Professor Dolores Umbridge. Back at Hogwarts, things have taken a turn for the worse. The official position of the Ministry of Magic is that Voldemort is not alive, (gasps) but still in fact deceased.
1: That means dead.
0: Harry and his friends aren't being instructed how to defend themselves, and so they decide to take matters into their own hands, training together (coughs) as Dumbledore's (sighs) army. And then this kind of leads into a confrontation with the Ministry of Magic where they fight over a prophecy, and that's Harry Potter. Did you guys hear all those scary noises? It's spooky in the studio. Welcome to our Halloween podcast.
1: Oh, man. We're just a couple of Halloweenies. Boo. Ghosts. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Toast just
0: giggled like a first grader. It was... Very cute and not spooky. I'm trying to diffuse the tension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it got real spooky up in here. I'll say that right now. Welcome to Harry Potter. Yeah, it's the big leagues. David Yates. Mm. Yep. Director. Mm. He's yeah. taking us all the way home, huh? He does. He has half and, of it, right? I yep. mean, he would have, of the eight films, he does half yeah, of, five, six, seven, eight. of the Harry Potter series. He also does all the Fantastic Beasts, right?
0: Let's not talk about those.
1: Is he signed up? I, you talked about it last time. There's there gonna are, there going to be five of them? There are going to be five of them. I don't know how too many.
0: And they are they are hobbiting their way to cinemas Maybe near it's you. it's not that bad.
1: It hopefully is isn't hopefully that bad. Hopefully it's not that bad. This was a better movie than I remembered. Same. And I think it has to do with the fact that it is a consistently acted, you know, we have a lot of the same characters over eight films. We yeah. do. That even happened on the first one that we, we forgot what all was a part of philosophy. The one story. that I keep coming back to is Seamus. Yeah. I keep seeing Seamus and being like, oh man, dudes uh, in every one of them. He's becoming quickly Conor McGregor. Have you yeah, noticed that? Like, yeah, the way yep. He walks super, and everything? Duper. Yep. I'm not about you, Harry Potter. I'll take you outside right now. You know, it was just like, what? Um, but talks we start off. A lot too. We start off, and can I say that Dudley Dursley at the beginning of this film, Jock Dudley? Jock Dudley, but the way he talks is as if someone is wearing a Dudley mask. Yeah. yeah. His 100%. mouth is doing some weird stuff. He's still a jerk. Is he really that chubby or are those prosthetics?
0: Because that might be the answer. He may have like weird prosthetic fat I actually, on. I
1: did read that he slimmed down a lot after the first movie or so because he got embarrassed about how big he was. Aww. Well, how could you not? Your punchline is that how fat you are.
0: I've always wondered about that in movies. Like, how do you put out a casting call, like, looking for a chubbo? Like, <laughs> looking, <that's>, for, <laughs> looking, for, looking for a real genuine ugly kid. Yeah, that's like, how do you, as a parent, be like, my son can play the ugly one?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's got to be rough. But yeah, he's got some weird facial mush. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that right now. Um kind of the theme is set up for this one that we start to see throughout the whole movie in terms of the world of the non-magical non-magical world right. starting to kind of integrate with the magical world. Yeah. Uh because Harry Potter's getting in some big troubles, we have we have a new kind of design for the dementors that yeah. I that I don't mind. I really do. I really like it. I yeah. almost like how the the cloth is just clinging to the skeleton that's left. And it wasn't different enough that it was like, uh, yeah. I don't feel so hot about
0: it. I liked that. It. it. It helped further distinguish them from ring wraiths, which is very needed for these types of characters.
1: right. and so um we have, and we find out later that like muggles can't see them, and so I don't know what's more terrifying. Would it be more terrifying to see them probably? Would you say so? I think that uh, their visuals make them much scarier, specifically their big old funnel mouths, yeah, which I don't love. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Dudley like has, has no
1: idea what's going on. He's just been like, he slips on ice. That's why he's in shock. Yeah, so is the different. general idea of the Dementors that if a muggle doesn't see them, it's just like, that's what depression is? is I that know like the idea? I,
0: I do know that the Dementors were born out of
1: a metaphor of R- Rowling's yeah.
0: understanding of depression. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that feels super reductive in this world to say all depression
1: is magical yeah. because depression is a real thing. Right. Yeah. Harry Potter's in big trouble though. he sure is big Um, and he's already giving some ammo to basically a a theme again throughout the movie is like we're trying to get him in trouble not just him but our other what we might call one of the main protagonists him and dumbledore are under fire thanks to the ministry of magic because the
0: official position of the ministry is that voldemort is not back does not exist I'm gonna go ahead right here and dump on that. Okay. Yeah. That makes no sense in the context of this narrative. That makes sense. Like a young adult novel. That makes sense if Voldemort is pulling the strings behind the ministry. That makes sense if he's got somebody inside. Like if Cornelius Fudge is a high-ranking Death Eater, that makes total sense. Otherwise, that completely falls
1: flat. Yeah, I agree. I don't agree. Um, I actually thought that was kind of, I'm not gonna say poignant, but there was some maybe more depth to that. Perhaps that's why you didn't get it, Doge. Um, I, I am very dumb. <laughs> very, very dumb. Like, like shocking that I was able to drive here. I, um, this is the episode I just turned into the villain of the podcast. <laughs> Two chunks in a punk. Like, get him, get him out of here. Um, but so what I envisioned this as was how in politics, sometimes there are things that are just kept from us because it would just be too much of a mess for people to clean up later. So there's all the, there's always the things like area 51, not necessarily that exactly, but it's like there's a massive threat to the nation. We're not going to exactly tell you everything and sure. and really open up the closet because we're afraid of all the like coming back through everything and trying to be like no, that's fine. We got to we got to deal with this. Let's just see if we can squash it before it happens. But Maybe it wasn't exactly like that because it, it at, at the yeah. end when, when Fudge finally does see Voldemort, he's like, oh, he is back. So right, I get why that's, right. a, that's a pump for you or a dump for you. But I don't know. It felt like trying to make it feel a little more real world applicable to me that they're trying to they're trying to sweep some things out of the rug because they don't want it to be too big of a mess. Well, to because me, they, it feels like a young adult novel trope of the adults just never listen to us smart kids. See, that's exactly what it feels like to me. I it, don't know. I, but they're going so against it and trying to cover it up. That's why at any point you're like, is everybody a Death Eater? That's yeah, no, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I like it because it the continued theme of this whole series is that Harry is isolated, right? And he needs it's a found family story in much the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy is a found family story. Right. Like this is about Harry choosing his family, family being more than blood, and giving him yeah. something to fight for in the end. So it, it it does further our theme of isolating Harry, but I think it's inelegant at its best and yeah. stupid at its worst. I can yeah, agree with that.
1: Fair. I can agree with that. Um. Yeah, I guess that was unfortunate because it's so much a part of the movie. It, it is it's and consistent. I, maybe the movie is where I have a problem with it because I don't. I don't remember having a
0: problem with it when I read the book. This is actually probably my my least favorite movie version of a book. I, oh, this really? is the one that I remember being most disappointed by. Mm,
1: actually, um, and, well, because you you don't really see a lot of the order. Yeah, you Uh, really don't. This is which is because the order is so good. They are cool because and they casted that really well. They continue to do that, but when you see them at the very beginning, you feel like that was put there because they're going to be a big part of the whole thing, right? And they they really are more so in the narrative of the book. There's
0: a a lot more going on, and we get uh, like a character that I feel like is particularly stunted in the movie is Tonks Tonks and Creature. We yeah. get n- virtually no creature in the movie. Yeah. Virtually no explanation of creature.
1: Yeah, the house elf.
0: And I, I think, guys, maybe… How long have we been recording? I'm checking my timer. We've been recording for 14 minutes. I think it's time. I'm going to go ahead and give out my super dump. Whoa. Okay. My super dump is how disjointed this movie is. Okay. We, go, we go about 20 minutes and then we have a montage with newspaper. Yeah. We go about 20 minutes and we have another montage of them training the room requirement. Then like 20 minutes and another montage. And it never, ever feels like I am in the movie, you know it never never feels like I am zoned in because I keep getting taken out and going, "Oh, yeah, this is a movie. Let me watch what their motion graphics guy did with this daily profit headline
1: yeah, I thought the daily profit was a creative way I to carry it. on the plot, yeah, I like because it. there is so much, and that was also i mean the books keep getting bigger and bigger. I think this one might have been a little bit smaller than Goblet, but I thought that was a creative way to say hey let's let's carry this on these there's a lot of big points in this movie." Um, and then just move on through that. I I get where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, I just
0: really but. disliked how montage it was because we've never mm. needed that crutch before or really since. In my memory, I mean it's been a while. I guess I'll know in a few weeks, but yeah, it's in my memory, there's not ever another time where we say, Well, we have a whole lot of exposition. Let's just skip let's over just it. put it on a newspaper and let people read it. You know what I mean? Or let's let's have Cornelius Fudge voice it over.
1: Yeah, I think with so much of the we never this was a such an in-depth look at the ministry. So the ministry of magic has always just kind of been like, we're starting to learn a little bit more about it, but now we get to visit it. Now it's all about, um, uh, propaganda like the bad kind yeah. of thing. So that just fell right into the theme for me. Yeah, for for them to have the stuff go through the Daily Profit. I actually um, was gonna pump on. Really? Yeah, the newspaper transition. Interesting. I thought that was really cool. So
0: weird that we're getting different reads on that. Yeah, like it feels those things to me feel like you're telling me the story rather than showing me the story, and I would way rather watch the story than hear Cornelius Fudge yeah. tell me the story. See,
1: I, I interpreted it as a cool in-universe way to keep plot moving. Yeah. While keeping us informed, but I I hear I hear your side as well hmm. for sure.
0: That's interesting. Hey, let us know. Uh, contact us at two chunks yeah, Let us know what you what you think of these montages. Yeah, what do you think of the polarizing montages? around the table?
1: Yeah, um, and and one of the first kind of things that we get, and uh, it it's very interesting, is we we end up in the Ministry of Magic uh, at the beginning um, for, for Harry's hearing. trial. Yes, and it's it's good to see before that we get the Order all together. Right, so it's cool to see all these characters loop in the the Weasley parents uh we get Sirius is back. Sirius right. back back in black. Sirius back yep. and he's and they're all back together. And so I that was kind of a good uh we just recently talked about the flexing of the muscles of putting the fellowship together. This felt like a look at how good we've done so far big casting time. casting these characters. And props to them big pump again on the order. Yeah, and I've got a pump on just seeing uh, Mr. Weasley, Arthur Weasley, walking around London. It's so fun to see I his love, fascination. I yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, though, Callie characterization. brought up a great point. Yeah. He studies muggles. How would he not understand how their, like, train turnstiles work? Yeah,
0: I agree. The thing is that... Good point. In the books, he's fascinated by muggles. And so he should be walking around like Wonder Woman at the beginning of her movie. Right. But not so much like Buddy the Elf
1: right yeah oh that's really good i hear that i get that i
0: I do want to take a i do love it though i I, I don't want to be overly negative right here up at the front but i do want to take a minute to dump on mad i moody right here because we don't ever get a moment i think we desperately need a moment where he walks over to harry and says hey nice to meet you i'm alistair moody the real one
1: yeah because we're we're
0: basing their relationship on a Comp- on Barty Crouch Jr. dressing up as Mad-Eye Moody. I
1: completely agree with you. You know what
0: I mean? And that's something I remember even as I read the books, it's like, man, that's weird that we're just kind of going with that now.
1: You think that yeah. might have been New Direction? Do you think of the same director from The Goblet of Fire was in this one that we might have had?
0: I actually think that's a flaw in in Rowling's original story. Because hmm. I, I remember good point. in the books, there they, there is never a moment where we say, hey, this is actually a new character. Yeah. Like, we just had somebody pretending to be them, but th- the actual first appearance of him That's as a great. character yeah. is yeah. Order of the Phoenix. We take and our false relationship
1: equity and, and put it into the real relationship. Exactly. And yeah. she was good not to do this, but he doesn't get to talk about okay. the time that they had during Goblet because that yeah. wasn't him. Yeah. Um, but we just don't talk about anything. We just,
0: yeah. we just pretend that he's the same character or we just kind of sweep under the rug like, oh, good thing Moody's back. I know yeah. all this stuff about him, but then we don't ever take a moment to go, Wait, I actually don't know anything about this guy. Right?
1: Yeah, I um, there's several shots at the trial that I love. Yeah, I love just kind of seeing and not really knowing in full detail. But maybe it'll be a Broadway show later because J.K. Rowling rings the money out of this series. <laughs> but going into detail, the 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 process of law. Yeah, yeah, in, and in again, the, what is it so the, goofy to me that this school child ends up on a like. Tribunal hearing of this proportion for
0: underage magic,
1: yeah, which when, is brought up that it's it Dumbledore is because feels bad the same way. Happening. But yeah.
0: see, if you're going to do that, then the thing, the the way to make that make sense is to say, hey, the Ministry's in Voldemort's pocket this whole time. He's doing anything he can to discredit Harry. I agree. But the fact that it's just the stubbornness of Cornelius Fudge ultimately undercuts the importance of Harry's whole. Mistrial
1: thing, hmm. but here's the thing: in the midst of this weird mistrial and and s- sort of some weird characterization up at the front, much like her pink dress stands out from the crowd. Yes, Dolores Umbridge, aka my super pump for this movie. Hey, listen to me;
0: she's also my super pump for this movie. Make it three.
1: Oh man, yeah. I am so sorry for bringing her up this early. No, super
0: duper pump to Dolores super Umbridge.
1: Whoa. What a great Are un- you Unbelievable. Me? She is amazing. So and I good. hate her so deeply. Job. So very good. She is repulsive and hateful and terrible for this entire movie. And I not hate- over the top. Do you know who she reminded me of? Tell me. There is a nurse. Have you seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No. There is a nurse in that movie that is considered one of the greatest villains of all time. Interesting. Who is very much like this. Interesting. Very much like this. I know and that so- Rowling
0: has said that she drew. Inspiration from her least favorite teacher. She was like, oh, "I had uh, this, I have cool. this teacher that I hated, so I made her a I villain in my book." Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so we'll build up on our since we did it early, super yeah. duper. we'll build up on. I'm sure we'll, there's different we'll different keep things we're coming back to talk yeah. about. Oh, we'll um, talk about her a lot. I did not expect to have so many pumps in this trial. Yeah, but it is it is very much confirmation for me that Michael Gambon at this point in the world is supposed to be. Dumbledore because of what is asked of Dumbledore in this movie. Yeah, a lot yeah. of his monologue, a lot of what he's doing, and, and now we've got him going all over the place fighting for Harry, very much involved, a little more fiery. I do not see our original being able to pull that off I agree. as well. I agree. He, he is too Santa to be doing the kind <laughs> of things that that Dumbledore has to do right now. And at this point, we I think I have forgotten about that there actually had been a Dumbledore before, and that's tough for such a, a, yeah. a integral part of the series. Yeah. Speaking of Santa, let's just take a minute. I don't
0: think we do this often enough on this show.
1: Thanks, Tim Allen.
0: Let's be thankful that Tim Allen is not playing Dumbledore. Oh my god! I just think that we should we should really be more responsible with that. Let's go. Thank let's,
1: you, Tim Allen, for not playing Dumbledore. Let's
0: think about our movies and be grateful that Tim Allen isn't playing one of those roles. Mm. Gross. Yeah,
1: because then Dumbledore would be like. Her, did you put your name in a couple of fire? And Harry would be like, no. And he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> so we're starting to get some cold shoulder from Dumbledore, though. We sure here are. Here in the trial. There's a lot happening. Thematically. Harry's, Harry's like, hey, can I get your autograph? And he just kind of walks away, and not talking to Harry. What's that about? We'll and we find as out an audience, later. We're expecting him to turn around and, and toss the kid a Coke. Right. <laughs> Which is sort of the reverse of how that actual commercial
0: Or works, his jersey but, yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 I actually... Gosh, I, I I promise that I don't hate this movie. I hate this aspect of the story.
1: Yeah, it feels like Dumbledore has lost some wisdom that he normally has in this movie. This feels
0: movie out of character for Dumbledore. Of very being
1: much like, of being like I need to distance myself from this terrified young man in order to yeah. keep him safe. It's a dump it's a dump about 5 minutes, but I'm ready to dump too. Because this now is starting to become a Look at maybe how much better Tolkien is of a writer than Rowling. Like, do we foresee nice. or have we done? Even in the Hobbit and how awful those movies were, we were most offended that it's so against what Tolkien does. Sure,
0: yeah. And I think the problem Tolkien, was the adaptation, not the source.
1: Right. I think maybe as a source, if we're having a battle, Tolkien's the guy. Oh, I don't even want to have that conversation. That's game over for me. Yeah, like, I mean, you, I think it's, it's like, do you foresee? <laughs> a tourist attraction someday in England being, oh, you'll have to stop by this place because this is where J.K. Rowling did a lot of her writing of Harry Potter. I actually do. yeah. I mean, I can see
0: the cafe where she wrote it, but at the same time, I don't know that there will be college courses devoted to understanding Rowling's work. Never. Well put. So, And I think this, this particular element, this whole like, when Dumbledore forsakes Harry like this really feels like it's playing into the theme that you mentioned earlier, Jordan. The like I'm a I'm a kid. I'm supposed to change the world. The grown ups just don't get it.
1: Yeah. You know? I agree. You know, it feels super, super
0: like and divergent. This, mm. Like like most like drugstore paperback like young the adult. the
1: Woodley movie?
0: The book, actually. I read all of the books, which was That's a big bummer. A big big mistake in my life.
1: And so I want to go ahead and have a say too, and again, we're saying this because we're actually afraid of Dumbledore's army, all the big fans of Harry Potter out there. Uh, like, we are not... Nothing will change the fact that that Harry Potter is a phenomenon and really well-read books. This was some Absolutely. of the best experience I've ever had reading. Yeah. And I even, 100% even agree. watching a series. It's just we're trying to That's the point of what we're doing. We're not trying to persuade either. It's yeah. more of an informative speech than a persuasive speech. Sure. There you go. I'm trying to inform you. Here's the facts. Tolkien was far more in-depth. And I think it's because we did world building before we even started a story.
0: Yeah. I agree. And it's it's because we don't. The Tolkien, his whole entire like discography, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, his whole collected works. Books. Books are not Librarian. written. His whole books. They're not written down. You know what I mean? They're mm. not written. And and Rowling, a little bit, she falls into the trap, I think, at the beginning of Harry Potter and then this weird slump in Order of the Phoenix where she's writing down. Where she says, I'm a grown-up, but I need to write to kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, and, that's
1: interesting. That's well put. Listen,
0: this doesn't change the fact. I said last week, the best thing about art is that you can love what you love unashamedly. We are right. not saying that you should not love Harry Potter. Right. We're not saying anything is better or worse than anything emotionally and and subjectively. What we are saying is that some things are a little more coherent from beginning to end than others, and this doesn't change the fact that, for example, I have both of both of the four K Blu Ray sets of these in my cart on Amazon right now. Like they're both still great. Right, there are just some things that that some things excel at and others fall very short.
1: Right. Yeah. But rather than focusing on the shortcomings of this movie, there's a lot to love. There and, is. And, and I think we should kind of press onward to some of that post-trial.
0: Yeah. We don't have very long left. We've been a long time here. Let's that's, well, that's because Get
1: of This movie bogs down at the beginning. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it does. Um, and uh, I think I'm also realizing as we're getting forward and talking about this, that this movie is kind of jumpy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with the montages. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the montages do break it up in a funky way. I do agree with that, uh, but we get some some fun room of requirement stuff
0: once we get to Hogwarts. Big pump on the room of requirement. Yeah, I love that. That's such a fun addition to the castle. We didn't we didn't spend a lot of time talking about Hogwarts and being in class in the last
1: one, right? Yeah, and I love that in this one. And something informs the character. Something really big, even before we get there, is. Uh, This place that we love so much, and and we even call it a character of Hogwarts, of this school. Yeah. um, There is an unwanted guest. Yeah. And it's Umbridge. You're like, okay, so she's a part of this now. Right. And... And it makes me uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And very quickly, she's given a lot of power by the Ministry of Magic. Uh, almost a power that had almost more than what Dumbledore has to offer. And so just kind of the, I don't know if this counts as one of your montages, Doge, but of her going in and basically doing peer reviews hmm. of um, of all the teachers. Of all the teachers and stuff. And it's just yeah. an, another heartbreak. And I think they could have done that too much. And I don't think they did. I really don't. No, I agree. Because she wouldn't have been my super pump if I had thought so. I'm actually yeah. glad that I th- I think I'm glad they chose Trelawney to be the one she tried to kick out because yeah. she is just uncentral enough to not be like, well, they're not going to kick out Snape. Like she was uncentral sure. enough for us to go, oh no, maybe but central enough for us to go don't you dare. I'm a big pump on Dumbledore standing up for Trelawney. Yeah, yes. Would anyone say would anyone agree with me that this is uh one of the top Alan Rickman performances is this movie? Yeah, yeah I yes. there's there's some things that he gets Whenever to do he's in this, working on uh Occlumency with Harry. O- Occlumency yeah. when he you're even getting getting to see cuz it's it's kind of showing us how much Umbridge is awful and yeah. that Snape is also Very much annoyed by her. I love when she's reviewing him in the classroom, (laughs) and he's just like looking forward. Not the best. When she's like, "And you didn't get the
0: defense against the dark arts position." Yeah, (laughs) obviously, it's so good.
1: Maybe I'm an idiot. I laugh every single time he slaps Ron on the head. Yeah, in all the movies, I giggle every time.
0: Carter is dying.
1: Uh, I'd like to thematically stay in the same house of Snape for a second. Do it. Slytherin. I'd like to talk about Draco Malfoy. Where is he? Who? Yeah, first of all, who? But for the brief moment that we see him in this movie, I would like to do something crazy. I would like to take our boy Daniel Radcliffe's name from worst actor of all time <laughs> and replace Tom whats butt who plays Draco um, Malfoy. Fenton? Something like that. This dude... He is so bad. He's
0: really bad in this.
1: Like, but I think he's bad in all of them now that I'm looking back at it.
0: I really think he is no I think good. Maybe he's got one thing that he does well, and it's a potter. It's a
1: sneer. But potter. even when he said, yeah, it's that potter. The hard teeth. Potter. Gosh. He is atrocious. <laughs> he's really, really hard. To Can watch. I tell you my super dump? Oh, please. <clears throat> because it's in disagreement with what you have just said. Whoa. The rest of the world of Harry Potter is growing up and learning things and delivering on how they're supposed to. Because as our characters are getting older, every one of them, not just the students, more is being asked of them. Therefore, in real world, more is being asked of these actors. Everyone, but maybe Malfoy, but there's not enough of him to, for it to be irritating. Daniel Radcliffe is so far behind to me. And let me tell you something. I started focusing in on this dude's face. He does not he does not act with 100% of himself. I'm not trying to be some kind of theater teacher or act like I know better than other people. Right. His eyebrows never move. <laughs> His eyelids only close and open. Like there there are things that he does so much is asked of him that he is he is making this juxtaposition and this gap Grow so much that it is making me so mad. <laughs> he is too much a part of this movie because he has to be. And it is killing me. Everyone, everyone else is so far ahead of this young man. Except for Draco. Except for Draco, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Draco's Gomer pile, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, Andy Griffith still hasn't figured it out. It's like, what, what? What are we doing? Yeah. But they got in too deep. There had to be. There's professionals everywhere. There had to be a conversation that we'll never hear because this poor kid's soul, who really couldn't help it because he looked like Harry Potter and got cast as him. Of course, I'm going to be Harry Potter. There had to be some talk with production of, is it too late to, to put somebody else here? Yeah. Right? Guys, Daniel Radcliffe
0: is due. Mm. To continue the polarizing theme of this episode. No! I think this is best Daniel Radcliffe. No. Wow, I I mean, he is still much worse than the rest of the cast. This is the first time that he wasn't distractingly bad for me.
1: Anyone who is asked to, to, so say you randomly have a bunch of people that you don't know how much experience they have acting, you say, show me an emotion. They'll probably pick an extreme. So he's only only okay at the extreme because all the extreme looks the same no matter who you are. (laughs) Right. So we got him writhing on the ground because Voldemort's in his head. We've got him with bad dreams and stuff like that. A lot of people can do that because all you have to do is just not be yourself. But if, like, the subtleties for me, yeah, and this might just be my personal opinion, there is so much in subtlety. That's the reason, like, when people like uh, Gary Oldman, who still only has 10 minutes per movie, Still have the most one of the most poignant performances is like the half wink that he does every time to Harry when he's like at a boy. You know what I'm talking about? When he's sitting at the table and he's like, Oh, he wants to fight with us? I knew he would, looks over at him and does this little thing with his face because he's moving other muscles in his face. (laughs) Like, why, why do why does it feel like Daniel Radcliffe and Jerry Jones have the same doctor? Jerry Jones has an excuse. He's an old man. I'm laughing because f- I don't really know. That's much the owner about him. of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the skin that is that was normally on his belly is to his face because he's done so many facelifts. Like know. they're just starting to just kind of push everything up, so he can't he can't react. He's like Joan Rivers, <laughs> but young Daniel Radcliffe is but 16 years old and can't move good parts of his face. He's the I'm only over it. Babe.
0: Yeah. I, I what I'm not but saying I, is that I see he's that. good.
1: Yeah. Well, what I am fine. saying
0: is that he's better than he was when he was 11.
1: And I get that. And I think he's moving at a at a slower pace than than uh Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. Yeah, maybe he'll just, be as good as Emma Watson by the time he's 50. Right. You know what I mean? Except Draco Malfoy. Emma Draco. Watson in
0: Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. He's starting at negative 100 and and she and Ron started at
1: 0. Which by the way, <laughs> if we're talking about kid actors, man Emma Watson and Rupert Grant are once again—they're stepping it up. They're rushing it. They're good. They're really good.
0: Here's the thing, though. Maybe Harry is perfect because the the young actress who plays Ginny is also very bad. Yeah, she's not great. They're bad together. Um, Speaking of Harry's romantic partners, he he finds out, and we're kind of jumping around because this movie there's not a lot that happens. Uh, Harry finds out that Cho outed Dumbledore's army, right?
1: And rather than ask her, hey, what happened? Rather than talk to her, he just
0: dumps movie. her. Yeah, yeah, that's a And point. then later he finds out that she was mm. under the Cruciatus curse, right? Like, they tortured her to get that. No, she had Veritas serum. Yeah. 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 She was in truth serum. So she was made, like, magically compelled to tell the truth. Right. And that, And he's like, yeah, good thing I dumped her then.
1: Right. What, a, right? what an
0: idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I, how... I, it stuck out to me very strange that the hero of our story didn't go, hey... You were made to do something you didn't want to do? That
1: sucks. I'm sorry
0: that happened. Maybe I I shouldn't have dumped you. I
1: interpreted that scene as that was how he was feeling. Like, I did not interpret that scene as I made the right call dumping you. I interpreted that scene as, oh, man, I misjudged you. I shouldn't have done that. My problem comes from what you're saying. He never actually followed through on that. Yeah,
0: that's a big bummer. That's
1: That's a big issue. Um, While we're talking about students… I with open arms welcome Luna Lovegood to the oh, store. She's so good. She was almost my hey, super pump.
0: Ravenclaw's represent. I know you guys are both Gryffindors. Separate. I love Luna because she's finally a Ravenclaw that matters. That matters. Yeah. She's, she's so the first amazing. one
1: that is relevant to the well, story. Well,
0: Cho, Cho's a Ravenclaw, but all Cho does is break Harry's heart and then get
1: forced to tell Luna the truth. Luna is fantastic. I completely agree with you. She is one of the best late additions to the cast. So very good. And she continues to do so. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of giving somebody to as an outsider or an outcast. Oh it's just so I can't decide what it is. There's some there's a sweetness about it and then it's kind of heartbreaking too. Yes. Yeah. Even at the end when she's like oh those are my shoes someone hid them. It's fine. I'll be okay. It's like, like it must be the Nargles. It's not yeah. necessarily optimism. It's just a I've lived through a lot and this is not the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But she's she's, she's so really, good. She's great. Really and these fantastic. these creatures um gosh, I can't remember Thestrals. the Thestrals? F- Thestrals? Yeah. Thestrals like the 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 special effects is good. I think we're we're, we're being pretty consistent in the Harry Potter franchise. Once we got into... Except for one. Three. Except for one big thing. Yes. One one very big big thing. Except for one big, big... uh,
0: Yeah. Chekhov's giant... I mean, do we want to talk about, yeah, let's talk about him? About let's now, talk about him. Grop is my super dump. Interesting. Why on earth is he in this story? There's no purpose. Well, he, he's am sorry, I've already super dumped, haven't I? My you super have. dump was, Grop is my semi-super dump. Oh, Why on earth is he in this story? Idiot.
1: It's yeah, it's interesting. Maybe it's supposed to give us another layer for Hagrid, who we don't see much in the book. Maybe it's supposed to be like, because he comes back. I mean, we see him in Deathly Hallows, I think part two. We don't see him in the movie, though. We don't ever see him in the movie. I—I I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't
0: remember. I don't believe that we see him in movies again. He's important in the book. Let's just leave him out of the movie. There's no reason for him mm. to be in this. His movie. only
1: purpose in this movie is to—is uh, to pick up Umbridge Dolores later. Yeah. He's Chek to give, giant to give Hermione an idea, right? Later to do something. Yep, that's yeah. literally it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. It, it is. The biggest waste of screen time and special effects budget. That's the thing. This this movie feels like a big step backwards.
1: He also looks, speaking of steps backwards, he looks like giant human Shrek from He absolutely Shrek two. does look Shrek like three? human Shrek. Shrek two. <laughs> Shrek two. Yeah, he mm-hmm. looks
0: like he looks like giant dumb human Shrek. <laughs> it's it's things like that though that that this movie feels like a step back towards the kiddiness of there's a, there's one a little extra
1: maguri is here with Filch Filch is just yeah. a joke this whole movie yeah and I'm not a fan know. of it at all it's just I, I'm left with a weird
0: feeling and it doesn't feel like it fits with Goblet of Fire really until we get to the the plan to infiltrate the Department of Ministries
1: at the Ministry of Magic yeah. right Sort sort of the, this this kind of stuff, and then the occasional Dumbledore's Army scene are really the redeeming points of this movie. Which I, I think the Ministry was good world building. Honestly, yeah. I think I, I do think Having us see that, and while uh, uh, while well, well, we've got a few minutes left in the in the episode, we've got some some space to play with. I actually want to bring up my super dump if we're going to talk about the Ministry. Are we going to? Sure. Yeah. Let's go there. Uh, my super dump is more idea based this time around, but uh, it really bothered me to the point where I I almost stopped enjoying the movie in in total. Uh. This movie, and it comes to fruition the most and the worst during the Ministry of Magic Raid. This movie plays so fast and so loose with the rules of magic and how it works. Yep. I find it distracting, frustrating, and completely detracting from this universe. Um, apparently, we find out that uh the Cruciata curse doesn't work if you don't mean it, and that all it really does is knock people over, and that both stupefy and pretty much any other spell you want really is just like punching with magic and doesn't really do anything else. like at at one point they're running through the hallway and they're all yelling different spells that all seem to have the exact same effect and it, somebody could have yelled lumos maxima and knocked somebody over with that spell in that moment and I it's just it, yeah. so weird yeah and and it's like they're are spells that we know that do the things you want them to do. Why are you just, it's like somebody was like, let's have a roll call of all the spells we know so people really know it's Harry Potter. The and, thing that
0: bothers me the most about it is that the wands apparently have a like, recall last used spell thing where you cast a spell once and then you just kind of like flick your wand like you're cracking a whip. Yeah. And it just keeps shooting that spell until you say a different that, spell. That
1: sort of falls under what I'm saying here, yeah. which is just the, <clears throat> the rules of magic are so good Blurred in this movie of yeah. like magic really does kind of wh- whatever it needs to do contextually, and that's yeah. really frustrating. I as think a viewer. we yeah, it's I, I even thought like when we have the big fat battle, big battle <laughs> against the Order of the Phoenix and the Death Eaters, right? Which it actually kind of was cool because some of them can kind of phase and right. ones. A I, I, but activity. where did, did that come that. from? Right. I don't Why know. can they do that? Why can they turn into smoke? Why is it yes. the only time we see the order members turn into white smoke when they land? Like… Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was cool. It looked cool. It but did. I would say… I actually thought it might have been cooler if we did hear a lot of just mumbling of the names of the spells. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Or I don't see the problem personally if we understand what the spells do if we hear the word stupefied a few extra times. Yeah. Like, don't shy away from saying stupefy if that's the spell you want to happen. Um, almost my super dump if we're on this fight. Well, actually, uh, there's a pump to the stuff, the 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 room that's holding all of the prophecies. Yeah, I, actually, I love that. I really liked it. I thought it was... I, I like that, too. Beautiful. And, and when they were falling down and stuff, I thought it was really cool when the, when the shelves were falling. Um, and then just kind of that onyx black... Marble floor and walls. Mm, yes. I really like that whole vibe. it's So
0: different from Hogwarts.
1: It looks so. It's
0: like another layer of this world, it which is, is great. But it's again,
1: excellent. what I come to here is Lucius. Just go ahead and cross the line to murder my man. Like just kill these kids and take this spell. Like <laughs> I don't understand what's stopping. Why? Why is he like? Give it.
0: No. Do, do give we, it.
1: Do we ever get an explanation? It might be the movie's fault. Unless y'all prove me wrong. Do we get an explanation of what the thing is that Sirius Black falls into? No. Ghost portal. Insta-dead. No, we don't. It's unfortunate. I should have gone back through the book because they tell us what that is. We don't no, get that at all, do we? It's left as a mystery. There is also no, no buildup to if somebody goes through this, they're going to die. So basically, Sirius just goes through a, a tunnel thing and then. Well, he was like- killed by. Bellatrix Lestrange. strange, right? said She said, she cast the killing curse on him and he fell backwards through the veil. Right. But what I'm saying is like, why did it matter that he fell through it? Do it doesn't. We don't right. need this veil and at they, all. They, o- I think they only put it there because they're like, oh, it's in the book. So people are going to get really mad if we don't have this here because that's a big part of the thing. Well, if yeah. you think it's a big part, of the plot, why don't you explain it some more? Right, right? although because when else do <clears throat> we do our newspaper montages? <laughs> now that we brought her up, I can't. I can't believe we skipped over. But big pump on Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, she's for this great. Boy. Yeah. Big pump on seeing Azkaban for the first yes. time. Yeah. Azkaban was wonderful. A I big fa- triangle. I wish I had. I wish I had more there. I yeah, wish I could have I had. Agree. I want to see the cells. I want to see how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really fascinated with Azkaban, but yeah, B- Bellatrix Lestrange, who we have, in a, we have. Kind of a shout out to her from Sirius that they're cousins. Yes. Yeah. So this was a family right. killing family and I, thing. And right. I really like mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter like ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean she's
0: got her one thing. She does it and really, she does it really, really well. well. She does really, really crazy
1: well. dark girls. Yeah. Very well. Even in Fight Club, you know, stuff yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. she's
0: so Tim so Burton-esque. I, I
1: actually do well, she's married to him. So I don't know, Well it was. Are, are they not? Yeah, not anymore.
0: Helena. I don't know who Back got chat. Johnny Depp in the divorce, but um, <laughs> I do want to pump on the death of Sirius. Uh, not my super pump. Uh, the death of Sirius, though, is good, and it it furthers the narrative. But you really have to look for it to further the narrative. You know what I mean? Because we don't get yeah. enough of Sirius between the end of Prisoner of Azkaban and between his death in this movie. Yeah, we don't get enough of him. To really feel that loss. Dude,
1: hey, why did they change the effect of his face in the fire? Because See, it was probably I cheaper. Know. I think it was probably cheaper. And they had to we had, they had make to make grop. Yeah. Well, that's not the only thing they did. They made him an actual dog. He was a real dog oh, yeah. when he was in the You're train right. station. Oh yeah. I he think was like I a, prefer an Irish wolfhound. He was yeah, like yeah. a huge dog. I but think he I was, actually prefer that. I do too. Instead of the even though even though I think we might have pumped that they did the special effects well on that one, but um, I didn't even catch that yeah, yeah. They do, I do love that they call him Padfoot a couple of times yeah it's because, good. well I think because they're trying to be cryptic yeah. in yeah. some senses because Umbridge didn't know who Padfoot was she of course knows who Sirius Which, Black is yeah. while we're talking about Umbridge in this scene we gotta talk about you know the interrogation the final moments with Umbridge in that office she is so unsettling to me Oh, the fact that she was going to do that crazy curse. On yes, like she is unhinged and and creepy in this moment in a way that I
0: didn't expect. Yeah, with the, the kitty plates of doom. and the I must not tell lies pin. Yes, yeah. Oh,
1: I hate that pin makes me cringe. Yeah, it's rough. It looks the like the sound it hurts effect so is bad. really, really so rough. bad. So once again, reinforcing a big time superpower.
0: So she gets taken by centaurs in the end of the movie. Did yeah. they
1: look worse than they did in the first? They looked,
0: one? They looked very different to me and. So Umbridge gets taken by centaurs, and yeah. if you know about centaurs in mythology, That's you know you know some like some bad stuff about these horsey boys. So I don't love that we did that to the villain of our movie. Yeah, that feels like a step too far.
1: Right. Um, yeah. Even with how awful she is, and yeah, super duper duper pump. How awful she is. Yeah. Now, uh, I do want to speaking of speaking of pumps, the Dumbledore Voldemort. I was going to say we're going back to the Ministry oh, we of Magic. Have to. very good, very good. There's something that happens. You have to think that when you read in the script that. You are going to have a scene with someone you might respect, maybe the most mm. on on set. Like you've got to think Michael Gambon as as like almost the ultimate good because Harry Potter's not really there yet. Dumbledore is doing a lot of "I'm saving you" stuff still. Yeah, and then Ralph Fiennes to say like we're going to have a scene together. Yeah, don't you feel like there's maybe this more uh, like in sports when two really good teams play each other, it's bad on one team if if they just if they play to their opponent. So like yeah. playing to your opponent means. I'm only going to do really well because they're doing really well. And then if someone's not so good, I'm going to barely win because I don't want to waste my energy. But these guys act 100%. Yeah. But there's, yeah. They really played up, I think, in this scene together.
0: My super pump is the duel between Voldemort and Dumbledore. So here. creative. It's this is so awesome. Except this for is, that you
1: super pumped on... Uh... Dolores Humbridge already. Oh, I did. I sure What's did. What's wrong with you, man? I'm just loosey You're goosey with these the tonight. I'm trying to make up for how pump negative it, I've it. been. that it's a semi super pump.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to make up for how negative I've been, I think. I just, I really love this. This yeah, is so fun. I, I, love it I think too. a
1: semi is better than nothing. We got to I think this is better than, um, for me, like a, a, a similarity in another franchise is Yoda versus Dooku. I think I like this fight more than Yoda versus Dooku. Easy. Yeah. Easy, because yeah, um, this didn't feel ridiculous. This was like, <laughs> I'm whatever you guys do right now. No rules apply. Like where where we're talking about how magic is. Oh, you get to do this. You get to do that. No, I think I think you guys could do whatever you want. And I'm going to watch ten or fifteen minutes straight of it if you. These want. are at, like I
0: don't think that we need to fix the magic here and have them say the spells because imagine if we've been watching these wizards have to say spells and like like actually verbally cast magic and then we see these two like you said a paragon of good versus ultimate evil. Fighting without saying these spells, like that makes Uh-oh, us respect yeah. them even
1: more. Yeah. Well, and uh, I want to dump also on uh, Daniel Radcliffe's performance of the I will triumph over you. Yeah. You don't own like is super this... dump. it's so weird. Super dump. Is it? No, I've already super dumped him. I mean, so oh, yeah. yes, collectively. Yeah, you he's your super dump. He still is. Yeah. Man, we were just we were just haphazard with our phrasing tonight. On no, Super we, Dumps Super it's Fun.
0: because we're spooked out of our gourds, we're man. so yeah, scared. It's bad.
1: The headless horseman has roded by that <laughs> gate so many a
0: time. Exactly. How gross. <laughs> so we have this fight at the ministry, and then uh, Voldemort gets away. Cornelius Fudge sees him and says, "He's the, back." They do exist, and then <laughs> we uh, we have this conversation with with Dumbledore and Harry. Where Dumbledore says, Eric, you may have noticed over the course of this story that I was distancing myself from you because I didn't want to affect you. I didn't want my proximity to you to make you a target for Voldemort. Cool. How did you guys feel
1: about that? Scrape from the literature. I, I hate
0: that. And we've talked about it before, but like, I think, I think if we had just not addressed it, and well, left that to the audience to infer it would have been better. But having Dumbledore lampshade it like yeah. that at the
1: very end… Well, there's, I think the thing, the, the thing that he did, the thing that needed lampshading at all is dumb. Like we discussed before. Yeah, like but it's it, this even theme. feels like
0: playing… like This feels about as subtle as Michael Gambon looking directly into the camera and saying, you may have noticed the Dumbledore's pretty distant from Harry in this one. What he's really trying to do is protect Harry because he thinks that his proximity might make him a target
1: yeah this, something about like it could have been done so much better, I think, and there's something about um Harry's already the target right right but but the layer the layer though of of saying. Like, th- there's something tough about having to keep your distance for the sake of someone else. And and that, that can be done well in other movies. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be there because I don't want to make it a bigger target. But you're right. Harry's already the target. So let Harry keep the distance. Exactly.
0: I mean, let, I think every single he Spider-Man...
1: Better. He sucks at acting.
0: I think every Spider-Man <laughs> movie has done this better than this movie did. Wow, yeah. Because okay. this is the Spider-Man thing of like, I can't tell you that I'm actually Peter Parker because then that makes Aunt May a target. Great. Every single Spider-Man movie... Does this infinitely better? Crying babyface Toby Maguire does a better job than venerated actor Michael Gambon. Could it be
1: that J.R.R. Tolkien did not have to feel the pressures of getting another thing on the shelves because it's been too long since the last one? We'll talk about this in Half
0: Blood Prince. I think that's the reason that these two books exist as two and not one. Okay.
1: Interesting.
0: I think this is one story spread over two years at Hogwarts because Harry has to be a senior when we finish for Conceptual Symmetry, and we need a book in the meantime.
1: Yeah. Interesting. We're stumbling upon things that are obviously not things that I've thought of because I've never compared the two in such in depth, but I think we're finding most of our comparisons are through the writing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. These were done in different cultures in different worlds. Well... Is it time to rate this movie? I think it is. This has
0: been a bummer of an episode for a movie that I don't really dislike all that much. Yeah, I, 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 d- I definitely don't hate it.
1: this movie, but, but I, I think I'm realizing now that the quantity of bad and quality of good are vastly different from one another. But uh, as always, we here at Two Chunks in a Hunk have, of course, perfected movie rating through science, the school one. And that is through what we have dubbed the scientific cinema scale, and that scale is this. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that poster. poster. The next best thing we can ever say is to buy it. After that's going to be rented, that's going to be followed by stream it, and then, of course, forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. us. I'm going to go first. Okay. And my rating for this movie is Rent It. This movie is fine. It's a good watch. It's got some great moments. It's got some turd moments. But most of all, it's got some rentable moments. Fair enough. I would
0: give this movie a stream it. Um, We talked about this a lot in our Marvel series, but the thing that happens when you're in the middle of a movie series and you just crank out a real stinker you're sort of insulated from the fallout of that because people are gonna watch to see what happens, and they're gonna come back for the next one to see what happens. So I'd say I'd say stream this one because you need to know what happens in this. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have a great time while you find out what Certainly. happens in this.
1: Yeah, I've I've never been so heated about Daniel Radcliffe. I don't think, but it's because <laughs> I've yeah, you really got it's there. Like a joke is funny only so many times. Like yeah. get creative and try and do something different. But I might surprise you guys because. Um, I have to tell you the way i I felt when I watched this movie it here's what's interesting too and 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 how maybe we can relate to the listener, like everyone has different opinions, sure. love what you love, yeah. hate what you hate, so it's a buy it for me, and let me explain this because my feelings haven't changed I, I you've changed my opinion on some things that I had seen before doesn't change my movie experience, yeah, so there were there were things that this movie did for me that makes me buy it. I, I'm not buying the poster, I'm probably the lowest buy it that I've been yeah. for this. Like buy but, it on sale. But it was still a buy it for me. Buy because, it on Black Friday. Right. Because they're, they're, I think I might get more and more impressed when you start doing this, I don't know what I would call it, like three's a charm. I don't know, three's a charm or something. We can name it whatever we want. But I, we keep saying they keep introducing usually a big three of new actors. And this one, the female leads of uh, Umbridge, Bellatrix, and Luna. The fact that these three things happened in this movie is a big yeah. deal to me and it gets bigger and bigger because you're adding more to just a massive group. It's the kind of thing that Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, hangs its hat on. Yeah. Is being able to keep adding to this and not diluting it. And so I think they did that in this. And so for me, it's a buy it. I feel like it's particularly important in this episode to mention that
0: the nature of our show is is to nitpick. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of that's kind of our thing is nitpicking things to death. And and We've used the analogy before of any Lego set that you buy from the store, if you just look at each piece individually, it's really easy to say, hey, this piece is stupid and it looks nothing like what I want it <laughs> to. Right. But it's all about the entire effect of every piece put together. And yeah. so, Carter, I think you're exactly right. Like That's that's the best thing. We've said this a lot lately. The best thing is that you can love the things that you love and not be ashamed of that. You don't have to defend things. Like yeah. If you love them, love them. And they're valid because of that. Yeah, so I think
1: it's cool for us to have three different opinions too. I can't remember as much as it's how often we don't all really have the same feeling. I mean, we did most recently with Fellowship, right? Because yeah. it was we just felt like it was almost perfect. Um, almost. I, I think it's also kind of cool to listen to Three completely different opinions. I don't think that happens very often for us. Yeah. There might it might be a two v1 kind of thing. I honestly
0: say I'm pretty surprised by y'all's take on this movie. Yeah. I think it's because we're usually
1: on such the same page. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think everybody made good points. And yeah. there were there were things that a couple of us agreed on with one on the out, and then I think it kind of cycled through that. I think it's cool. Well,
0: we do have two shout-outs this
1: week. Yes. Uh people that emailed us. I do want to shout out
0: Andrew Lyman. Uh Andrew emailed us pumps and dumps for order of the phoenix his super pump is dolores umbridge hey now he says i legitimately get mad when i see her she's amazing she's fair enough maybe the first time those two sentences have been combined uh super dump is daniel radcliffe's acting still it's still bad you're exactly right it is. it is our second email is different from what we usually get uh this email comes from brennan taylor and uh Brennan sent us a Forbes article uh, that is about the concept of shared universes. Uh, It makes some really interesting points. This article uh, makes the argument that Solo heralds the end of cinematic universes. Whoa. Uh, And so cinematic universes is something that we've talked a lot about in the series uh, because of The Hobbit, because that kind of fits in that cinematic universe playground. Right. Um, So we'll actually be discussing... That article and kind of our our viewpoints on cinematic universes, as well as wrapping "Do you believe in Magic?" Yes, uh, and that's with a W, not with just an R. uh we'll be wrapping our viewpoints on Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. In our bonus episode that will come out uh, the Thursday following our final "Do You Believe in Magic" episode, yep. Uh, and in that, we're going to take a special look back at the road trip companions that the three of us selected <laughs> when we introd this series. That it's was gonna on a be, Fast and Furious episode. It sure was the it's last gonna, one. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're building a cinematic universe of podcasts. I love True. it. Shared characters, shared bits, shared hosts. The, so the idiot, bonus,
1: Forbes. yeah. The bonus episode was a no brainer for this series. Because I think we've really enjoyed how unique it's been. Oh, absolutely. and, And it really has not what I expected in terms of the level of how much it's making me in, maybe even enjoy some of these movies yeah. more. maybe critique some of these movies more definitely Um, but it's going to be really cool to have some time dedicated specifically to only talking about blank versus blank or mm-hmm. here's yeah. what we think about how magic as a whole is represented on both of these series
0: yeah so that bonus episode will be streaming directly into your ear holes on November the 29th 2018
1: and speaking of bonus things if you want to go the extra mile and Help us out. The best way that you could possibly do that is jump up on your iTunes, your Spotify, your Google store, wherever you get our podcast, and leave us a rating and review. please. Preferably five stars, but you know what? Follow your own heart. And uh, a written review is always going to be better. Even if it's a couple words, that is a big deal, and it's literally the best way that you can help out our podcast.
0: And if you leave a written review, on the next episode after we see it, we will shout out your iTunes username. Shout we'll it give out. you a shout out in that form.
1: Sure. Or your Google... Play. Or your Google
0: username. But who uses Google, right? Who would have a Google phone at this table? Who would do it? I have a Google
1: phone. If I was to walk into the room of requirement, do you know what I would see in this very moment? What's that? What Thousands of faces hmm, glowing. You know why they're glowing? Love love and because they want to be our friends and do you know why they want to be our friends because we're wonderful because we're wonderful you know what you do when we're wonderful no what you, do you subscribe even? to this podcast oh, Carter not not again. Car- again? my room of requirement is full of subscribers and one unsubscriber so that everyone can like quickly hey everybody get out we all know and he doesn't let's get out of the room of requirement before it compacts and squishes his guts out of his oh, eyeballs Carter. oh my goodness Carter so grotesque just subscribe yeah please yeah, subscribe please that would be awesome To close out this episode, what I think we should do is each go around and say what rule we would add to Hogwarts if we were Dolores Umbridge. Putting it up on the wall, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Evan Filch go up there on that rickety ladder? Yep. Okay. For me, my rule would be rule number 196. Okay. No chewing gum, because it's nasty. I take it. Okay, interesting.
0: My rule would be rule number 197.
1: No dress code.
0: Just do what you want. Just do what you want. It's just clothes. You don't have to dress like you don't have to wear a robe. Yeah. Just it's just clothes. Yeah, just be that's you. Uh,
1: my rule would be rule number one. Oh wow. All actors must use their eyebrows. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I like it. That's big. That's big. Because you, DC. <laughs> mine is mine is DC? DR what? DC. Daniel Doctor. Cradcliffe. D- <laughs> Daniel Hate you, D.R. Cradcliffe. Daniel Cradcliffe. <laughs> Oh, well, for Two Chunks and a Hunk,
0: I'm Daniel Cradcliffe. I'm Daniel Cradcliffe. And I'm Daniel Cradcliffe. Daniel, Daniel- Cradcliffe. Cradcliffe. Daniel Cradcliffe, come